You're listening to the Hanging with the AD podcast, where we break down hot topics in athletic administration and lessons learned through leadership. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Matthews and Don Baker. Welcome to another special edition of the Hanging with the AD podcast. Today, we sit down with Jeremy Adams. Jeremy serves as the athletic director at Cherokee High School in Canton, Georgia. Thanks for joining us today, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Now, Cherokee opened the Georgia high school football season this past Wednesday by hosting Carver of Atlanta. First of all, congrats on being the first to kick things off on the football side in Georgia this year. And I'm sure that there was no pressure in not only doing that during a pandemic, but, oh, by the way, it was on TV as well. So congrats on getting things started. I appreciate it. It was a great experience, great chance to showcase our school and, you know, hopefully put a positive light on some things for a while and, you know, distract from some of the other things going on to get it back where it needs to be. And that's student athletes performing on the field and, and uh, making things happen. Absolutely. Yes, sir. It was fun to get in from a volleyball match and flip on the TV and see the Warriors playing and y'all did a good job up there. So Jeremy, let's start off by talking about prepping for the event. Yeah. We can imagine that you added signage and probably many other things around historic right. Tommy Baker field there in Canton meant to inform your spectators of your plan for the evening. What are some right. of those things that you did planning or physical things you put in play that you added that made that evening a success? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was always communication out early, you know, getting stuff out early. This is what it's going to be. These are the protocols we have in place. This is what to expect, you know. And with this one, Corky Kale, they had masks that were mandated. They had, you know, you're going to social distance. But just getting that out there, our people are tremendously supportive of everything we're trying to do here. So I think just getting it out that this is what it's going to be. Uh, I think the next thing was, you know, We've went cashless this year in Cherokee County and um, just selling all the tickets beforehand to that added pressure out of, you know, walk up gate lines and stuff like that. But we did things out to where they were six feet apart in lines. You know, we did have a will call gate for the, the touchdown boosters, but the touchdown boosters really pitched in and created that experience. Uh, we did that with our concession stand as well. Uh, had some barricades in places we usually let people in. We tried to limit the access points just to make things streamlined as much as possible. We had one gate for GHSA and the others were other two gates were uh, a home entry gate and then a visiting entry gate. And we didn't allow any uh, crossing over between visiting and home, uh, which kind of negated that traffic. And then we had a VIP gate to to all the credential folks that got in. So it was um, – Definitely a, uh, a big deal with that. You know, we, we found some things we got to learn on, too. You know, parking's a lot harder to do cash, which we found. So we're, we're going to try to push that out a lot earlier this coming week. But, uh, you know, with five-day turnaround, I was very pleased with how everything went because we found out, I think, last Thursday we were hosting on a Wednesday. Coach Hunter called me and said, hey, guess what? I need you. And kind of had to make it happen. <laughs> Coach Hunter's got a very persuasive way, as y'all know. So, yeah, so we are able to make that happen. So, so kind of a two-part question, kind of building on what, what you just said. You know, obviously – 
there are things that you know at the end of the night that you felt like went well, and now that you've had time to reflect, that went well. Uh, things that would you would say kind of went according to script, and then yeah. you've got those other things that once you've had 36 hours or so that you say, maybe we need to change that or maybe we need to alter that. What right. were some of those things on those two sides, things that you felt like you planned for them and it went well, yeah. and other things where maybe we would need to tweak this like you were talking about with the parking? I think the best thing we did is when people got in, we had a usher at each session. It's like you'd see at a Braves game, you know, and people would walk up. they say, hey, I got four with me. And, uh, you know, Touchdown Club has their seating, so that made it a little easier. So those folks need to go right to their seat and sit there, and they had already distanced their their, their folks out. But uh, our ushers would then take – we'd have two at each, one holding, you know, everyone six feet apart in line. The other would take that, that family, sit them down, they put a piece, piece of tape down and then put another down to where the next feet, uh, next group could start. And uh, that's probably something that I've got more people I've heard from that said, hey, we're going to use that. You know, that's something we really want to use at our place too. Uh, we went every other row of seating, just trying to, you know, the way our stadium is session is old school, very high stadium, as y'all know. And uh, we went odd even throughout the whole deal. So we had three three sessions on the first kind of mini session we went uh even number rows went odd in the middle then even on the end and uh as far as things we could do better i've already mentioned parking you know something we're, we're looking at is something we could expedite i think the the factor everyone's going to fight all years is the student sessions you know uh, our kids were amazing but you know they are kids and uh, they they don't kids just don't i mean we can preach it to them all, all we want but that is they don't get it that what we're in right now and uh-huh. i'm i'm not saying they should you know they, they just it's, it's not it's kind of they're 18 years old we were all there at some time so we're gonna put two personnel there up there with them the entire night and we just kind of made up our mind this year that you know we might not make the money that we usually do i mean let's sure. just be honest but we want to make sure we're still playing football in game 10 and uh-huh. that might mean put more th- money into things that we usually don't you know well, you guys uh, look good. Y'all may be playing after game 10 uh, after yeah. last week. So. <laughs> yeah. um, but, Jeremy, a couple of questions there. You said you went cashless. Yeah. Did that take less workers? But then did, did you have more workers after putting ushers in there? Did you have we, more or we, less workers? We were able to move some workers around, I guess is okay. a better way to say it. So instead of having a redeemer, you know, we had two redeemers. So instead of having your seller and then a ripper, of a ticket, you just got one, two redeemers, and then we're able to take those other two people and relocate them to other areas in the stadium to be ushers. That's so good. probably the same amount of workers, uh, less time. You know, we did we did we didn't keep the gate open, had to keep it open as long, obviously. So uh, it all kind of balanced out, I think. All right. Let's talk about your upcoming schedule. You, uh, we mentioned you opened up with Carver from down in right. Atlanta, which is not very far from you guys, but I don't believe they're a common opponent of yours. No. That was probably pretty fun to play a team that you typically don't play, be right. on TV, and be the first GHSA game, as we talked about. But yep. you've got a couple of upcoming county rivals on your schedule, probably bigger games, yeah. bigger crowds, a uh, lot more interest up there in Cherokee. How do you expect the operations and logistics surrounding those kind of games – to be different than what you experienced on Wednesday. So uh, we we're allowed 190 on our on our visiting side, and like I said, we're not crossing any over. So 
with Carver, they used 140 of those 190. Now, with Sequoia, as soon as that link's released to their parents on Monday, it'll, you know, they get their 25 complimentary that goes against that 190. Mm. And then we expect that 165 to go by probably lunch. So, uh, yep. it, you know, that that's kind of how we control that is they only get that. And it's just what it is this year. There's nothing we can really do about that. Uh, Cherokee County, we do accept CCSD passes plus one. So we're, that's going to be kind of the, the manageable tonight. And there's some couple other county versus county games in the county tonight. So we're having a debrief. Tanya's Sebring's debriefing with us on Monday to see kind of see how that goes. Uh, we started at 25% on purpose, knowing we'd have that. I think you guys are at 30, right? So We are. Yep. It would give it would give us that little 5% bumper for those those folks that come in on CCSD and GHSA passes. So that's kind of going to be the – the, I don't want to call it growing pain, but you know, kind of the what, what we got to learn to manage is, especially on our business side, because y'all know Tommy Baker is pretty tight on that side over there. So, uh, you know, just making sure we may have to put some Sequoia folks on the home side that come in on PCSD passes. So that's going to be going to be interesting management there. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Be uh, be interested to hear how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked a little bit before we hit record when we first got on here about have you recovered yet? When you sat down in that chair at the end of the evening, hopefully it was a little bit earlier since y'all kicked off at 530, but I know you had a lot to uh, pick up afterwards. I imagine you took a deep breath and said something like, wow, that was different. Yeah. So how was being the AD, the game manager, as GHSA calls it, for a home football game now different than let's say it would have been in a normal home football game a year or so ago and I guess what I'm trying to ask is, were there things in Wednesday night's game that diverted your attention that you yeah. – uh, from from what normally would have your focus during the game? Yeah, um, I try to maximize the talent around me, you know, and we're blessed here with a great team. I have one AP that's in charge of officials, and he calls them every Sunday and gets a personal relationship with them. That's his whole job for the – the whole night, you know, is taking care of them. We have uh, uh, two other APs that are very good with the, the business side and then two that are good with our students. So we kind of point that. But, you know, just as far as Wednesday, I think the biggest deal is with all the VIPs there. You know, you just want everything to look well. So you're more worried about, you know, what are they looking at? What do they want to see? You know, um, they, they were tremendously supportive. Kevin Giddens called me Tuesday said, Jeremy, whatever you need, you know, let's make this happen. And he, he was very frank with me that, we needed this to go well, you know, and so I don't believe in pressure because I think if you prepare, it kind of takes pressure out of the situation. You know, if you prepare and do what you're supposed to do, there shouldn't be any pressure there. But, um, you know, just worried about that stuff. And, you know, somebody asked how we looked, you know, that was the, kind of the funniest question of the night because I don't think I could tell you, you know. Right. We thought we had lost our quarterback in the second quarter. And I, I looked out there one time, I looked at somebody and said, where's AJ? And they kind of told me what was going on. I didn't really even know what was going on. You know, he had been hurt yet. And uh, actually, I think my wife had texted me, like, what's wrong with AJ? And I said, what are you talking about? And because I was worried about all yeah. the other stuff. <laughs> right. Our division one quarterback, I didn't even get a – luckily, he was okay. He came back in. He's going to be fine. But uh, just uh, just stuff like that, you know, where next Friday night, hopefully I can focus more on the, the – the, I usually like to get everything taken care of around – the, the field to where I can focus on the field. That way the officials need me for weather, for, for you know, hey, coach, we got this going on. We got power. We got, you know, I remember my first game as AD five years ago. We, we were playing Sequoia in front of about 5,000, and we got lightning banged out 
my first game as AD. <laughs> Welcome to being so, an AD. There you go. Yep. You're, you know, your your biggest gate of the year, and you're trying to figure out through work. So that was a that was an experience right off the bat. But I'm hoping next Friday I can focus more on that stuff. You know, and everything around the kids will be in more of a habit of what's going on. So. Yeah, I think that that's you know I had a, a principal tell me one time you know you take care of it until seven thirty and then after seven thirty we kick it off. You focus on the game and, and yep. let everything else take care of itself. And I think that that will be a struggle for a lot of ads this year because yeah. there just are just so many other moving parts, and we're all control freaks, or we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. Oh yeah, yep. you know. And so that that ability to trust your people, like you said, I think is going to be pivotal because at the end of the day, you still have a game to manage, even though. You know, you've got a lot of other things going on for sure. Yeah, we we got a uh, overly. Josh is a tremendous head coach because of his attention to detail. You know, he'd taken ninety six dots and put them from ten to ten. He told the kids, "You're not you're 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 not one of the top two groups right now. You're on that dot." You know, and Mm -hmm. like really help things on the sidelines. But you know, even worrying about stuff like getting the banner up because the way that you know cheerleaders are having to do banners this year, that was even kind of nerve-wracking for everyone you know making sure the kids when they ran through were even socially distanced doing that you know we, we spread warm-ups all the way across the field so it was just all that stuff you, you just never thought you'd have to worry about that now is you know somebody gets the right picture you know sure you're, you're, you're it's hurting your chance to keep going so now, again, Josh is getting ready to – he hasn't had a home game yet. Uh, yeah. He's fortunate enough not to have one uh, this evening. But what advice would you give an AD who has yet to have that home game? Okay, so now you've got you've got it behind you. Yeah. And if, if I'm an AD and I have not had one, there's a lot of them that, that haven't yeah. had a game yet, what would be, you know, the, maybe those top three pieces of advice that you could give them leading yeah. up to that home game? I don't think it's because I know the answer, but I have got some calls since Wednesday because, they, they, like I say, I think you can learn from what we did wrong as much as you can right. But mm-hmm. I think the first thing this year especially, if you're not a communicator, you're going to struggle. Yep. You know, and we, we've already sent our packet for next Friday out, and then we're already pumping it on social media as a necessary – I call it a necessary evil. I've kind of had to embrace it, and as a coach, I hated it. You know, and here I was AD, and it's my saving grace, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you do we a just, great job with it. I tell you what, you've really embraced it since being an AD. You do an awesome job promoting Cherokee through social media. We um, we got a great community here, man. They want to know what's going on, you know, and they, they'll let you know if you're not letting them know. So uh, I, I've kind of embraced that and had to. But I think communication would be number one. you got to communicate up front of what's going on, what your expectations are. And quite frankly, we just told people, if you can't do it this year, you just need to stay home because it's not going to become about you. you no, know, we're going to keep the focus on the kids and uh i'm not a guy that likes to throw people out of games or kick them out but if they're not going to abide with about and do what they need to do then we're not going to make it about them we're gonna make it about these kids second thing i think is just a partnership with the touchdown clubs you know making sure bands uh, our banding boosters and our touchdown club boosters are second to none i got them on both those guys on speed dial but we've been meeting since march with what could be coming, just trying to anticipate what could be coming here. And I don't know about y'all, but the part of this process I hadn't liked is I'm not a reactionary guy. I'm more of a, I want to get it, I want to vaccinate it. You know, I want to get on the front end of it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of vaccinate it. And this has been a lot of reactionary stuff, you know, stuff we're learning, hey, 20 minutes from now, the game, the game's changing on us, you know. So, but I think that that relationship with those boosters is huge and letting them know, hey, this isn't a typical year. 
you know, you, you don't need to uh, operate on business as usual. You know, I have to make some adjustments and some changes there. And then third, I think you just got to keep it about the kids, you know, make it, make it the best experience for those kids as you can. Cause at the end of the day, our kids need to compete, you know, and right. here, especially our kids have really struggled. We've seen since sports have went away with other aspects of life because a lot, for a lot of them, it's a, it's a huge out for them. And so it's a, it's a huge uh, opportunity for them to kind of forget where they're at in life and just be able to disappear for a couple hours, you know? So mm-hmm. we really need this to go well because it, it, it impacts a lot of things with us, attendance at school, graduation rate, you know, everything. And that's what's most important is, you know, is helping us get to where we want. And that's a, getting them across that stage after year four. So that's good stuff. Hey, I appreciate the advice personally. So thank you yeah. very much for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, thank you for the time today. Uh, we yeah. know it's been a tiring week for you. So thanks for spending a few minutes uh, to help the rest of us prepare for this early part of the football season. Uh, enjoy the long weekend. Hope you get some time to rest, maybe some golf with your boys and, and good, <laughs> good luck to the Warriors rest of the season. I appreciate you guys and all y'all do. You are uh, great brothers in the, in the faith as well as, you know, in the AD world. So that's the most important part, man. That's awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. Yep. Most days in the sports world, we athletic directors want to be first. But this year, I am not sure anyone was eager to be the first to host a football game. Well, that chore fell to Cherokee High School Athletic Director, Mr. Jeremy Adams. Not only did he and his school rise to the challenge, they have now helped the rest of us prepare for our first games of this 2020 COVID football season. Jeremy, thank you for sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly of hosting the first GHSA football game this past Wednesday. We want to wish you good luck the rest of the season and go Warriors. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving us a review on the platform you're listening from or contacting us on social media, Twitter or Instagram at Hanging with the AD. And as always, thank you for spending your time hanging with the AD. Mm-hmm.